This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown... That's all the way in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing Leicester City.
Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we? Welcome along. Yes, it is over. And there's footballing wives everywhere going, thank God for that. Uh, there's, there's footballing men everywhere going, God, I've got to go shopping on the Saturday afternoon now. I but then again, it's not always Saturday, is it? I mean, you can't even say that these days. Welcome along. It's a sloppy second show. It is the Leicester Till I Die Awards. Uh, we were on earlier uh, with Julian, Julian Watts, the ex Leicester City defender, who was judging every team. He was giving uh, A to Ds out for every team. I had my red pen, I had my. Uh, form cards for the teams and he was the headmaster this though is a little bit different you, you, you know the regular presenters with me you see them um show after show well they're here and they are going to be giving out their awards for the season along with myself so uh it's it could get very interesting so let us know in the description if you agree with them or not um we don't agree with each other, so I'm not expecting any much luck there, to be honest with you. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. If you're getting onto YouTube, please go on to Leicester Till I Die TV. Subscribe, as it says there. And also, if you would be so kind, please smash the likes and click that notification bell. I'll tell you about them at the end of the show, but we have got a couple of crackers. That's the way I tell them. A couple of crackers coming up this week with shows. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. <laughs> watching Leicester Till I Die TV. <laughs> I played the wrong one there because it had the Soccer Sunday uh, framework around it. Uh, but if you didn't catch the watch along, basically we did we did our version of Sky Soccer Saturday, but on a Sunday, uh, we called, of course, called it called Soccer Sunday. We spent hours coming up with that name. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> we have our very own Chris Kamara. Anthony, you were on early. If you're on again, Chris Kamara, mate, brilliant, brilliant. He, he, I think his link was so far behind, I think he's still taking part in it. Um, we're going to say good evening to Hayden. How the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. Uh, Spurs, evening, Chris, at you're well. Uh, back into the Champions League. Well done, sir. Well done. And you got a very good mark on the... Um, season review report earlier with with julian so uh yeah good season for you got a good manager you may make sure you hold on to him hey we've got some good co-hosts as well this evening they're all in uh it's going to be an, a version of the generation game i'm sure but let's first of all <laughs> you're used to seeing her on a monday uh usually a bit earlier uh lou who does the premier league um review show with me good evening lou can you believe it's over yeah just got to summer to wait until it all starts again but yeah uh, not bad season overall I don't think with everything considered um, I think finishing eighth was a pretty good um, 
good end to it all. And obviously the win at the weekend was very much appreciated. It was. Ended with a bit of a flurry and you could say, yep, it's only Norwich and it's only Watford. But, you know, three or four months ago, we'd have struggled to get one goal, let alone three or five. Yeah. You know, So, um, yeah, no, I would agree with you. Let's see if he who, who distributes the wine and the bread agrees. Um, Brad, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Yeah, I'm not so bad, thanks. How are you, mate? Not so bad. I mean, given everything else, I mean, I did uh, put this up at the start of the show and I have posted it on on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Community Shield winners, Premier League 8, UEFA Conference League semi-finalists. It hasn't, we've had worse seasons, haven't we? Yeah, we definitely have. We've for sure had some worse seasons. Um, I think this was... Probably a season where you said worst case scenario to people in August. You said worst case scenario was going to be eight. People would have said, oh, that's, that's okay. So, you know, met with a bit of twins of disappointment not making Europe. But I think given everything that's gone on this season, taking everything into account, it's made it a good season. And it's good for the lads to end the indifferent season in good form. It's always yeah. nice. It doesn't doesn't matter if it won't be till August to play competitive again. They're still going to have that feel-good factor to remind themselves yeah. of. Indeed. And we'll bring in the man who, let's be honest with you, he'd be late for his own funeral. But <laughs> good evening, Craig. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Um, how are you doing, Chris? All right, yeah. Lou. Brad. Thanks. Community Shield... Uh, or the English, and I'm not the only person. If you want to, I think it's transfermarket.co.uk. They also call it the English Super Cup, so it's not not Quite just right. myself. But English Super Cup winners, uh, eighth and uh, UEFA Cup, UEFA Conference semi finalists. Like I say, we've had worse. Yeah, no, it's it's not bad at the end of the day. Once uh, when you realise what we've been through and and how how bleak things seemed for a while and how we, we managed to get all through the uh, the Brendan out um, period and 10 out of the last 12 points. I think also there's a tinge of a missed opportunity as well because um, I was looking at the at the points total so um, and, and where that would have got you last year. So Man United finished sixth on 58 points. And do you know where that would have got you last year? 11th. And this year that was enough to get sixth. So, you know, I, I know most teams can, but we can easily find, you know, some extra points that we threw away at the end of games. You know, just, oh, just those God. points in injury time. Um, don't, don't, even go, in, don't even, don't even go to West Ham. So, all <laughs> in all, a decent season, but just one tinged a little bit with... Uh, Frustration, but it probably won't do us any harm to just have a a, a season of concentrating on the league next season. I think However, it will give a lot of people reality check. Really. It does, but it, what it means is there are no excuses. Well, that's the that's the other side of the coin, the flip side of the coin. But I'm mean, just saying before then to, to, to Brad Craig, I was saying Perez two goals in the last. You've got to give him another contract, haven't we? Oh well, at least statue. I'm thinking. Well, you know, if if only, if only, you know. Yeah, he, he looked, um, I can say it was interesting because I, I don't know how much they showed um, what, what you managed to see yesterday of the game. 
live stream, but obviously being there and watching the body language of the players uh, going around the pitch, then um, I'm not sure Perez will be here next season, to be honest. It was pointed out my, by my daughter, the fact that he didn't really celebrate either of his goals. And he was filming the crowd on the, uh, on the, on the lap uh, at the end as if it was a bit of a, uh, I may not see this again. Well, I don't think any of us would necessarily be surprised, but we you never know with Brendan. You never no, know. You, do, you do need a squad. You know, that's you the do, whole yeah. thing, isn't it? We, yeah, yeah, we'd, you know, there are players that wouldn't necessarily make our 11s, any of us, but you do need a squad. So, yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. The end of season awards. Um, we, you had, they had the categories, you have voted. Um, I just need to get this up on my other screen so I can, uh, Multitask. Um, is it okay that I, Chris, just before we get started, is it okay that I apologise for not voting for Ukraine in any of these categories? Well, I mean, I was disappointed. I'm not yeah. going to lie out there. You know, I mean, obviously you had, you know, you didn't watch Eurovision this year because you were away, but you'd obviously, your phone must have been red hot with all them votes for them. Well, indeed, you know, I, I did think that that was the the done thing on awards um, shows this year. So, but I've I've gone against the trend and I've not given Ukraine or North Macedonia any points. You you will be you will be the scum. You will be ignored now. You'll be the pariah of Leicester. I'll tell you. I know. Uh, but for me, and I know it was probably not a lot of many Eurovision fans out there, but for me, it was a moral victory. Come indeed. on, Sam. You did well. Um, Lou and Bradley going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> but this is, it. this is the end of season awards. We've got six categories. Um, game of the season, young player of the season, most improved player, and Perez didn't appear there. I don't know why again. Unsung player, uh, player of the season, and moment of the season. And what we'll do is I'll go with mine first, then we'll Louise, Craig, Brad, and go around that way, and you can say why you have chosen um, those particular ones. So we're going to start with game of the season, and we all have different ones for different re or different reasons for picking different ones. For me, and I know somebody else nearly went for this, but I have gone for the Liverpool victory um, at the KP. Because basically, we'd, we'd lost to them um, as a few weeks before in very annoying circumstances, uh, especially sort of, you know, going to penalties and what have you. And we weren't given a chance in this one. We had a very depleted squad. Chowdhury was playing in defence. In fact, this, this is about the last time we saw him this season. Um, and we still, you know, Luckman got the goal. We, we held on. We were throwing our bodies in front of the, um, you know, a bit, bit like Chelsea at the weekend. You know, we came back from London with a, with, with a coach full of kitchen sinks, I think, because we're catching up. So, and I thought it would be the start, maybe when we turned our season round, another false dawn. Um, anybody got any thoughts on that game at all? I mean... Yeah, I have to agree with what you said, you know, when you lose to a a team like Liverpool and then have to play them so soon afterwards yeah. to get a victory it's very very impressive um, and I thought we played pretty well in the game so I can understand why you choose it yeah Brad yeah I mean I think this was a game where hadn't we also gone through a spell of giving away penalties and that had been costing us when we'd be because we'd been a bit rubbish at the back and then we'd go and give away a penalty or something I, 
feel like we went through a bit of a stage. And then Liverpool, we gave away the penalty for Lowell's because that was Leicester at that time as well, as conceding from corners. And Salah missed it. It was a milestone goal chance as well he missed. Couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke when it comes to playing against Leicester because he always seems to score past us, as well <laughs> as Diego Jota. And, uh, yeah, and then indeed he was in that defence as well, Chris, as, mm. as well, which made it even more marvellous. Yeah. The guy who actually started as a centre-back as a youngster, but it's predominantly known to play in our midfield. And probably at the time, our best our best defensive performance. <laughs> performance. It probably was. Probably was. Yeah. Definitely, definitely in the talking part, I would definitely say that it was definitely floating around the mind when when it was written. Yeah, yeah. Craig. Yeah, I think you you uh, thought about this one, didn't you? Well, definitely. As I say, I I think I I, I sort of just shied away based on on the wording of the question of game of the season. And I think, as I mentioned to you before off air previously, if it was performance of the season, then I think I would have given it to this one because. Mm. As you said, everything looked to be going against us. Um, but as soon as that penalty was missed, it was like it galvanised the team, it galvanised the crowd. And it was like, I, I think I, I I said afterwards, it was like we got our old Leicester back. Yeah. Because everybody was fighting for every ball and we really <laughs> dug in and, you know, and the goal, the, so whole, the whole thing. So, yeah, it was right up there for me uh, in terms of, it would be the the performance of the season, but just not quite the game of the season. Yeah. Do, do you know? I've been thinking about it a bit more. What game it actually reminds me of? The FA Cup game in I think '97 against Chelsea. Well, we had like four or five players missing from the first team. O'Neill had to pick, mm-hmm. uh, and we were two 0 down. We ended up drawing two all. So when we went on to win the Coca Cola Cup against Middlesbrough, the same that same season. Mm-hmm. Anyone remember that FA Cup game against Chelsea? Because it felt like that, the amount of changes and depleted we had on our squad. We'll give you that one. I think we'll totally... No, we'll remember that. Wow, I can't remember that one. Well, none none of you have said I I was stupid for picking that one. No, Uh, not at all. Louise, let's have a look at your choice. And (laughs) I can see why you went for this Roma first leg. Yeah. um, Kind of don't need to say why, I guess, but... I think when we first entered the conference, there was a very a dismissive attitude of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those early rounds, I went to see every every game because it was easy enough to get tickets. Came to that uh, semi-final and obviously then it got difficult to get tickets and I couldn't actually go to the game. Yeah. But just to know that that is something that is happening to Leicester, well, you know, we don't have much European pedigree, obviously. So every time we get into Europe, it should be, a big deal and it and it, it was the tie obviously didn't go our way and that game didn't exactly go our way either um but just the atmosphere must have been amazing and and the occasion for that game made it yeah. the game of the season for me yeah um, i mean it's, it's yeah, a semi final game game of the season for sure yeah and you know it, it was roma we're not talking about you know a blog glimpse here or or a randers uh brad your thoughts on this one yeah, it's memorable for, for for all the right reasons. As it was, you know, it was a, 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 a marked occasion for the club and you know, getting to the semi-final of the European competition. You know, to think we were sitting here years ago thinking we'd, we'd never see the likes of the Champions League again after we pulled off the miracle, it was going to be a one-off thing and maybe less of a drift back. 
you know, we had that stint out as well, didn't we? We did have that stint out yeah. where we wouldn't get to Europe. So it was understandable to see, you know, people might say, oh, well, you didn't start in the European, uh, you, you you know, the Europa League. But again, the pedigree speaks for itself. The fact that we were able to bounce back from that and, and push on. And in the end, we were a goal shy of force, forcing the tie all the way. So, you know, we the were. second leg. And it just, we showed, it just shows where we are as a team. It's a very good game to pick. Craig, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, as I say, I mean that's um, that'll go down in history as as the club's first European semi-final. Mm. Um, as I say, we gave a very good account of ourselves. Fantastic atmosphere. Shame we just couldn't um, get the win to take over to Rome with us. But yeah, it's a it's a milestone milestone game. And then I'll, I'll come to Louise on it because it's your choice, Louise. Um, yeah, like like you said, everybody was poo-pooing the conference at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, you know, I think you, we know which teams it was that were doing that. Um, but, you're not the other team's fans, I should say. But to me, going out to Roma in the semi-finals of the um, Europa Conference was a darn sight better and more rewarding than going out to Slavia Prague in the last 16 in the Europa League. Yeah, and again, like, we're not in a position where we can be picky where we get our first semi-final from. You know, we're not Chelsea. We're not going to get Champions League every yeah. season. We're not. That's not who we are yet. You know, maybe one day, maybe after our time, who knows. But you can't have a semi-final in Europe as a Leicester fan and not just take it for what it is. Yes, yes. You know, I mean, enjoy the thing. Like, yes, yes it did go our way. Yes, we probably, in all fairness, should have scored more on that night. Mm. But experience as well for the players, you know, there's a lot of young players that never had played in Europe before this season got to a semi-final. Like, why yeah. is that not more celebrated? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, by our own fans as much as anyone else. And it isn't the one we wanted. We know that. We wanted Champions League. Let's be honest about it. That's what we want to win if we could choose. Yes. We can't. So we have to just go with it a little bit as well and just, like I say, just enjoy what we have. Yeah. Terry says, says, a game of the season for me was the latest latest game against Villa. I had the best sleep for (laughs) years. Do not remind me, Terry. I I had to do a watch-along on my own and I need a BAFTA for that for that performance. The fact that I had anything to talk about for ninety minutes was completely. Uh, I'm, I'm just I was impressed with myself. But yeah, I was probably sleeping as well. Max, good evening. Congratulations on winning the Premier League yesterday. Well done, mate. Um, you made life difficult for yourself. Um, talking of which, Craig, we're going to look at yours next. Um, this was the one you'd plump for in the end, the four-two over Manchester United. Yeah, and I think it was because you know we were asked for the for the game of the season, and I think um, it was the sheer excitement and roller coaster nature of this game that that had everything. I, I, the crowd was up for it. It was the the return of uh, Maguire coming back, and you know we got into him and the team from the first whistle. In fact, Maguire's first touch, I think he passed it out of uh, out of play because he was put under pressure straight from it. Um, them taking the lead, and then Yuri's fantastic goal, where he chipped it into the corner. But then that moment of the frustration of giving away that equaliser to Rashford, who made his run from deep and a great finish. 
to the instant high of like 20 seconds later of Vardy scoring directly from the, from the kickoff. It had all the, the sort of highs and lows that you get in a game. Uh, and then uh, Daka finishing off with a 4-2 at the back post at the end. So for me, that's why it encapsulated everything, all the emotions that you can get in a game. And that's for me why that was the, the most memorable game of the season for me. It, it was, wasn't it, Lou? It had every, it had, was as I say, the game that had everything. Yeah, and that's it. When you talk about something that you're going to remember from the season, it, it obviously that's one of the games you're going to remember. Yeah. And as well, I felt like it showed the downfall and the uprise of both teams because you you play Man United and they score two goals, you think they're going to win. Like they in Fergie times, they would have seen it out. There's no way they would have lost to us. But they're not obviously under Fergie anymore, and they're they're. Their soft underbelly shows a lot more than it used to, mm. but we also t- took advantage of it. You know, scoring four goals against United is something that again doesn't happen every day, and pro- hopefully for them won't happen. Well, I, don't, I don't know this season it could be, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, obviously, that time when they beat us on the last day to get uh, the fourth place is something that they'll have over us over that this performance, but. Yeah, just a good game. And as you say, had everything. And, you know, six goals, four going in for your team. You've got to be happy with it. Yeah. Thanks, Exalted, for your kind words there. Welcome along. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, Brad, um, was this near the top for you as well? It was definitely there. It was definitely memorable for its excitement. Let's face it, it was a very thrilling game to watch, especially... If you're a neutral, you probably watch it with a lot less stress and anxiety. The man, you were less fancied the way the goals were going. And it was kind of, especially at that point, a way to typify the good and the bad of Leicester's season at that point, wasn't it? Because we were showing how good we could be and lethal we could be in front of goal when, when we create the chance quickly. But we also showed how frail at that point we were at the back by conceding two goals. I mean, it's, it's weird to say we've had a... You know, a hellstorm of a game like that. Four, you know, four-two uh, flashes of that five-three win in the in our first season, wasn't it? The way it sort of went about happening. Um, probably our most exciting game of the season, but by, by, by a long way in terms of in in terms of just non-stop. You know, you got a pure game out of that, didn't you? For the full ninety minutes, which was yeah. something. Sometimes you you know, football fans are saying you don't normally get your money's worth. All these days, I think I think we did that day. I think we did that day. But just to just to make this first category the hardest in choosing one, uh, we'll all have to vote in a minute. But we're going to go to Brad's, and yours was the PSV away game. Yeah, I just thought. I mean, I did speak about the game that Louis actually, actually picked. I actually talked about that, and I said, but the game that took us to that moment. Because that's the game that can sometimes get get forgotten about. That wasn't an easy tie. PSV fans were very, very, very confident after that first leg. We were very disappointed with our lack of goal mouth action that we seemed to have in the first leg. Yeah, Definitely played at a lower tempo. You go to a ground like that with the way you know they create an atmosphere. We've all heard it. We've all clicked on YouTube. We've all seen it on social media somewhere, what them crowds are like and how loud they make their stadium sound. Uh, so it wasn't easy. We went down to a goal early as well. And just 
again, really to find that cliche of ever slogan that we have, the fans use Foxes never quit. We never seem to give up. It was probably one of the few games this season when we was in a bit of form that you felt like this game wasn't done just because they'd, they'd scored. We were, we were always going to have a chances to win this game and turn it around. And, and we did it in good style. And, and once we wrestled the control in this game, I only saw one winner and thankfully, obviously, we were the winners, but it, you could only see it at that point going one way. And then you realised, you know, where we were going was like, oh, you know, only hell, we're, we're going to be in a European semi-final. We've actually got a really good chance. And it also typified it because that whole debate that was just mentioned earlier, Chris, about the whole Europa League conference met with a bit of disdain. We discussed it, didn't we, on the show and we said, you look at that quarterfinals and 90% of it was former Champions League sides. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's when you also realise to take this competition very seriously because there were some very, very outs- you know, outstanding successes in Europe left mm. in this competition. And at the Bryson, to get past PSV and do it the way we did, it was just a game I I will yeah. cherish up all of the Athletic Madrid quarterfinal yeah. and, the, and the Rome one. Craig, yeah. thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh... It was one of those where we we showed our resilience, didn't we? As, as yeah. Brad said, you know, we had to not only fight their team but their crowd, the whole atmosphere. And you saw, you probably saw a team with, with this the Ren game away and this game. You probably saw a team start to grow into being a European team. You know, in the past where we've gone away, we've not really dominated games, and this we took a, a bit of time to get going, but then. Mm. In the second half, we thoroughly got what we deserved and and, and dominated a, a very good PSV team who were you know had a fantastic season in their own uh, league, and we dominated them and uh, and we got our just desserts in the end. We did, Louise. Yeah, very very much so. I went to the first leg, and I felt actually we were a bit unlucky not to score more. I thought we were the better side overall on the game. Mm. Um, and then you start to think maybe it isn't going to go for you, you know, over the, uh, the two legs. But yeah, again, everything that's been said, the resilience they showed, and actually they played again very well in the game. Once they got into it, you know, they did have I think the first probably twenty minutes were a bit risky. Yeah. After that, I don't think they really, as the home side, you'd expect them to put more uh, chances in on goal and be more dominant, and they weren't. That was Leicester. So yeah, just played really well, and as you say, that win then obviously sent us to the Roma games. So yes. without it, obviously that the Roma games will have happened. Well, we've got four different games there. Um, so we're all going to have to choose to choose the uh, the winning game of the season. We're going to have to have a little bit of a vote. So what I want to ask you guys is, is if you pick the uh, game that isn't yours, the, the alternative one that you would have chosen. So, uh, Craig, let's come to you first of all. Um, I'll probably have to go for the Liverpool one. The Liverpool home, okay. Uh, Louise? I probably would have had to have gone for the Liverpool one as well. Oh, we should have all voted for a different one each, shouldn't we? And they would have been exactly the same position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I would have had the defining say. I'd have just gone with one of you. Brad? Um, yeah, I'm gonna, 
you know, I don't like having to be at number one, so it's already decided for me. I'll make it a full house. I'll go in a Liverpool one. <laughs> <laughs> well, just out of interest, it doesn't make any difference, obviously, but if I had to go for one that wasn't my 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 uh, my choice, which was Liverpool home, and just uh, I I would probably have to go for the Roma one simply because of the occasion that it was a semi final. You know, you appear. I, I wish I'd been there. I wish I'd been there. I really had. Um, Exalted goes for the four two. Um, I do think that those four games were probably the best four we've had all season. Like I think out of I the think, season, yes. they are probably the top four games. And yeah, any sure. of those are probably worthy winners because they were all good games for, like you said, yeah, different yeah. reasons. And to be honest with you, out of a season, there probably wasn't that many more, oh, to be honest. Melina, good evening. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Hope you and your dad are both okay. Uh, you didn't catch the show earlier, but and we'll say the same to TM as well. Good evening. How are you? But how are you as well? Uh, seven o'clock. Julian was on the show with me, uh, and it was an end of season report, and he chose the markings for each of the um each of the teams, and I'm glad I didn't say what Arsenal got until after this. Melina, thank you so very, very much indeed. That is amazing. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, let me just go go and watch the thing there. Let me just go back and change where Arsenal were voted. <laughs> actually, actually, you won't be disappointed. Well, yeah, I don't think you'll be disappointed anyway. But thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It is, um, it is brilliant. Um, and that, and uh, yeah, they're also everybody saying hello to each other. So let us go on to the next category, which maybe isn't quite as uh, controversial young player of the season. Well, um, I don't think we're going to have an awful lot to talk about on this one because I'll start it off. 22, number 22, Kieran Dewsbury Hall. Um, it's hard to think of him as a young player because he isn't sort of your 17, 18-year-old like Luke Thomas. Um, you could almost say he's a veteran, but, you know, he had his season at Luton. He won virtually, well, I think he did win every award going at Luton. And can I just say, first of all, um, Bad luck to Luton. I would have loved to have seen them get through to the semi-final and beat Forest, but let's hope Huddersfield can do it. But, I mean, he had a fantastic season. He has come back. And to be totally honest with you, I just, I don't think that anybody else was even in the running for it. Um, I'm not going to discuss it with each and every one because, look, Louise has gone for Kieran Dewsbury Hall. <laughs> You're already going to be in total agreement, aren't you? Well, he's not going to win it next year because he's 23. So, yeah, this is his last chance to win it. So, yeah, I, I can't say any more than already has been said about him. He He's first name on the team sheet now. Like, he's, he is part of the team. Yeah. Um, very, very surprised if he doesn't play. Um, exactly. He, I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't knackered with all the games he was playing. Well, I'm sure he was. But again, he's young. He's only 23. You know, he shouldn't. Yeah should be able to play full season and, you know, be in Europe. But yeah. like I say, just how he's put himself f first on the team sheet at 23. Mm. Um, yeah. A lot of people are saying he's going to be, you know, a Leicester captain one day. And I totally agree with that. He seems very confident on the ball. It just looks like he's been there for a lot longer than he actually has. And yeah, I just can't really say enough about him. Um, I don't know what you could add to that, Craig, because you've gone 
22, Kieran Jewsby Hall. Yeah, just only, I'll, I'll keep it brief, but uh, it just shows you what the loan system is there for, for me. Yeah. You know, that you've got somebody who's gone out and played at a decent level, um, championship, and starting to play against men, you know, starting to play against seasoned professionals. Yeah. And it either makes you or breaks you as a player. And I think it made Keenan and Dewsbury all, and I think it was quite telling that in all pre-season interviews that he did, he said this was his season and he wanted to make it hard for the manager to not pick him. And he was determined to put pressure on those other midfield players. And he, he got his chance and he took it. So, um, yeah. yeah, fantastic. Well, let's have a drum roll before we find out who's Brad's choice is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Stop the press. I've gone for the same. Who knew that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have you got anything left to add there, Brad? Uh, I think the only way his competition would have been under threat this season for young player of the season was if a foreigner had been fit all season. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the only player we could have even put in that discussion. And and, and that's just because he's a different he's a different gravy for foreigner. Uh, I think he's he'd be He'll probably win that next year if he has a similar system because you forget he's, what, 20? So he'll be 21, so he'll be in the running yeah. for that reward next season. But he's had a fantastic season. He's taken this opportunity with both hands. You know, they say you've got to back your words up. He's definitely done that. I don't mind it if you can back your words up when you say that. He was determined in the pre-season interviews that we all saw. And hopefully many more to come. And again, I'm bad just backing what Craig said about the loan system. We all remember Harvey Barnes. Look where he is now in terms of he's yeah. recognised for his country. You know, he's as pretty much a regular on the team sheet more, more times than not. Yes. This, this is great to see. And again, credit to our youth development system because they've brought one through again. And we already have eyes on Brunt, another youngster mm-hmm. that looks like he's going to be pushed forward and, and given the opportunity. So just, another just good sign for the youth development. Yeah, Fafana, and uh, I was watching Sky Sports earlier. You can you can tell I've now got the TV working in this room, can't you? I was watching <laughs> Sky Sports earlier, and they were picking their team of the season. Not one Leicester player in there, which I kind of understand, but uh, and it was the lady that picked picked him. Said like one to watch out for, and she actually did go for Fafana. So um, yeah, I think I think we all agreed that he would be. The the, uh, the the one that to watch for next season. But hey, we all agreed, guys. My God, I think we should make a note in the make a note on the calendar. <laughs> let me uh, hang on. Let me just uh, just write it down on my Leicester yeah. City calendar here. Um, so Uncho and Piera are still in May. Who's in June? Let's just have a look. Can I turn it over? Madison and Mendy. Oof. Well. I think it's one of these, like, every time I turn it over, I think, well, we're going to probably still have one of those at least next season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Most improved player. Right, well, let's have a look what we've gone for. And there's a lot of disagreement on this. Uh, I've gone for Daniel Amati. And I'll tell you the reason why. And I've told this story many times, but I I will bore you again with it is that when I went to the Community Shield and I was walking up Wembley Way and I just got to the steps to go up to the um, to the stadium, and you could hear them announcing the teams, and they announced the, the, the Leicester City team. 
and a Marty's name was read out, and you could hear the physical, oh no, from all the Leicester fans that were walking round. And that's, I think, how he was viewed at the start of the season. He had possibly a man of the match uh, uh, performance in the Community Shield, stroke, Super English Super Cup. Um, but over the season, he has developed and he has developed. And he was probably got to the point where he is our most consistent defender. Now, you could say, well, nobody else has really played enough games to be consistent. And I would take it on there. But it was almost when you looked and Amati was sort of dropped, it was almost like, oh, no, really? So for the fact that it's almost like 100%, 180-degree change, I've gone for Daniel Amati as my man of the match, as my man of the match, as my most improved player. Um, Louise, your thoughts on Daniel Amati? I think he's a really good pick, actually. Um, and I totally understand why that sigh was there at the beginning yeah. of the season of Channel Shield because he'd made a lot of mistakes and was culpable for a lot of goals. And he has changed it round. You know, he has mm. been a vast, vast improvement this season. Um, that needs to push on if he's going to be a regular next season when obviously we've got everybody back. That will need to go again. Because I still think he's he's not strong enough for that first team when everyone's fit. But you cannot deny that he's come in, he's done a really good job and, and been a better player. So, yeah, I, I think that's a really yeah. good pick. Craig, um, is it a case of he's a better player because he's had more game time? Probably. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on, uh, on Daniel, but... Um... It's it's a funny one. I think I think we saw that there was a player there a couple of seasons ago, but then mm. he had a run of uh, of bad injuries that sort of stopped his development, and then he was he was put in and out of the side. So, um, so you didn't really get to see what he could do. We knew that he'd gone away uh, and was player of the tournament at uh, at the Afcon before he got his injury. Yeah. Yet we were pl- we were using him and plugging him in gaps, and he was more often than not being used as a right back and you know his distribution of the ball was the thing that let him down uh and i think he's simplified that part of his game he's he's taken on the the, the sort of coaching that he's been given and uh he's concentrated on what he's good at so um so there has been some improvement there from him and uh yeah i mean he's he's done great for us this season yeah brad without sort of giving too much away your thoughts on daniel amate I think he's um, definitely, definitely improved on what it was. Kind of touching on the back of what Craig just said there about him being plugged in gaps when he got back into the, you know, back from his injury. Yeah. He, he was kind of being joked about at the time that he was a jack of all trades and good at none of them, weren't he? Because he was literally plugged yeah. in gaps. It wasn't natural for him, like Craig said. And I think he was, you know. I understand why the reaction to Marty. I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't give it. You know, I didn't give a eh when I heard it. I saw the team sheet for that. For that, and then I thought, well, maybe he's just giving him a. You know, it's the English Super Cup, so maybe he's giving him a run out. Who knows? We'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll see. Um, and he surprised me. You know, I, I I think we both jested that it was the first time we probably even thought about him as man of the match, and he's got a few. 
votes this season. As before, he probably won yeah. it a few times. Se- se- season, sorry, at the end of the season, Brad. I think his contract. Well, the end. It is the end of the season. I think his contract is up. Does he get another one? He deserves one. He's definitely warranted one. I mean, when the defence was losing its proverbial at the back, he was probably the only one that wasn't at times, weren't he? So, yeah, he's a very good, very good put forward candidate for it. Yeah. Lou, uh, on to your choice. And you've gone for, well, we all know Kieran Jewsby Hall there. Um, Talk us through that one. Yeah, again, I just. I think, obviously, as has already been said about him, we've pretty much said everything we can, but mm. the, the improvement at such a young age is what's so key to me. He sounds like he really wants to learn. He still wants to improve. He can, you know, he's always talking about the next thing, which is what you want from a player. And on the pitch, he's improved enough to be, like I say, that first name on that team sheet. And you, I don't distrust him with the ball. When it goes to him, you're not worried that it's going to yeah. get lost. You're not worried that it's not going to make, the, you know, go to the player he wants it to go to. Um, and yeah, and just an, an overall gone away and improved. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like you say, took that step down, went and improved, and did what he needed to do to come back a better player. Mm. And that takes character, you know, to come back to somewhere where you weren't wanted as such. And improve, and I feel like he's improved through every game he's played throughout the season. I think he's got better, and I think he'll yeah. keep getting better because he wants to get better. And I won't, I think I won't come around you all because we have spoken a lot about him in the last uh, in the last category. So I, I think we've we've said all what we can say about Kieran, unless we go around and wipe his bottom for him. That Leicester are under a manager that is going to help them improve. Yes, I think it's going to improve young players. It's what he's known for. So yeah. any young player at Leicester, I think he's going to get a chance and he's going to improve just because of the coaching they're going to get. Agreed. And I think we might see, depending, I don't think we've got as much money as, I don't think we'll be spending £40 million on the player again, uh, but um, we might see some of the youngsters coming through, which would mean we don't need to spend as much as we have in the past. Craig? I can see where you've gone with this one, totally 100%. Um, I have a feeling he's going to leave. I think he wants to leave. I mm. think he's been treated badly. But there is, a, you know, he, and he's, he's kept his uh, thoughts to himself. Uh, he never complained. He wasn't even in a squad up until Christmas, which, you know, to me, he's he was our most expensive player at 50 million at one point. <laughs> and now he was like, well, if we've got to use somebody, let's lose Mendy. And yeah. there's a lot of talk about whether it should be him or Chowdhury, but we've not seen Chowdhury, as I say, since Christmas. He seems to have disappeared up the uh, uh, up, up the chimney with Father Christmas. But Mendy, I think I think you've you've got a good shout for him there. Well, I can say I think we all thought his career was over um, mm. when he was left out of the Premier League and the Europa League squads. Um, but he. I think he grew in confidence from being part of that Senegal team that won the uh, African Nations uh, and then followed that up by helping them to qualify for the World Cup as well. Um, I think we all knew that Mendy was a decent player. He was very often used uh, in previous seasons to come on and see out games. So he would get 10, 15 minutes at at the end of a game. Mm. which was the right thing to do. Brendan, obviously, this season decided to the best way to see out games was to throw on a defender, which um, clearly hasn't worked. 
Um, but Mendy was always a safe pair of hands. But this time, with the uh, injury to Ndidi, you know, it was going to be between Mendy and, and Chowdhury. Mendy got his chance and he, he showed that he was a safe pair of hands to play a full 90 minutes and uh, much improved on the ball, neat and tidy. Doesn't get forward a lot, but then he was doing the job that was asked of him. And uh, I think he's shown that you can put him in for a full 90 minutes and he will do a, a great job for you. And uh, and uh, so that's why he got my vote. No, agreed. Uh, Lou, thoughts on Mendy? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really say much more than what Craig has already said. He's mm. Again, he was very like a Marty in respects, where it was a, kind of like a joke almost that he was even getting on the yeah. team sheet. Um, and he, again, he's changed that around. I totally agree that going away and winning international tournament has got to do something for your confidence. But he's also been given more chances. With the you know the lack of plays we've had there in in those positions, he's been given a chance. And as much as he's obviously going to want to go and play, I still don't think he's going to get in regularly in that defence. So no. if he wants regular football, then yes, he's going to have to leave. Um, but yeah, the the improvement and again, like you say, safe pair of hands. Is exactly what he is. Um, and yeah, again, improved by vastly amounts. And we're, we're lucky that we've had players like him and Amati who have been able to step up and get so much better. Because no, we in, in, indeed. Wise. Brad? Yeah, I mean, again, kind of kind of remember the start of his career. And so he got that injury, I think it was against Arsenal, wasn't it? Was that in the five? Well, didn't he get injured early on in, against mm. Arsenal like this title winning season? Was that when we brought him or was that the season after? <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to argue because I have no idea. I know, he got in, I know he got injured early into his Leicester career and, and he kind of set him back. But, you know, before the start of this season, we probably all sat here talking about potentially, um, you know, if we was going to lose a defender, it was going to be a Marty, wasn't it? We weren't thinking maybe... You know, he was on there and then he got a new lease. It was Arsenal, on. by the way, Brad. It was Arsenal. Yeah. It was Arsenal. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Mendy was gone, wasn't he? He was officially gone at some, at one point. He was yeah. at the door. and That's all we were expecting to hear, that Mendy was released. And then Ross, he signed a new two-year deal. So maybe, like, you know, Amartya got a new lease of life due to, um, unfortunately, because of Fafana being injured, but you have to take these opportunities whatever way. It's never nice if it happens to you that way. But when you get given an opportunity in the sport, you've got to take it. And like Amate, he's done really, really well. And who knows, maybe he must have signed a two-year deal for a reason. Maybe Brendan yeah. said, look, you're going to get more opportunities this season. He probably, if you maybe think about it, maybe using Yori wasn't to babysit and Maybe it was, I need to have him there because essentially I would be playing in Didi and, and Mendy. In that role, you don't you don't know what he was thinking. No, uh, he could still have a career here at Leicester. I'm, I don't actually think it's too far over. If that is the plan, but if it's not, he'll he'll move on. But he'll it depends on. I mean, I think Tory Tory, you're leaving. Uh, well, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions about who, what, when, and where there. But yeah. we, we we will see. I didn't know. I mean, am I going daft here, guys, or is it the fact that it is Wikipedia that I'm reading here? But uh, on the 30th of July, 2017, Mendy went back to Nice on loan. Hmm. I don't probably know. Did. 
Does anybody he he confirm that? I think he... I mean, we're all kind of like, hmm, you don't remember that. It wasn't at around the time that he started to come back from his injury, from his injury that he originally had, because if that's the case, he might have gone out on like a, a short loan to get some fitness. He made, he made his return after injury in the 5-0 defeat to Porto. Um, and he only oh. made four league appearances after that. And then they say he went to Nice. But I, I didn't know that. I didn't wow. know that. But anyway, the man that is going to get the deciding vote because he has gone for one of Amati, KDH, and Mendy. And we will find out what Brad who or who Brad has gone for straight after the break. Oh, I love doing that. <laughs> Everybody on center hooks. Brad. You went for, same as me, Daniel Amati as the most improved player. Yeah, I, I think, again, like I said earlier, he was joked about as being the jack of all trades when he was plugging holes all over the place for Leicester's defence. But he's been ever reliable. Whenever he's been called upon, he's not argued with it. He's probably benefited from, you know, you know willing to play in positions that doesn't suit him. Some players try and not want to play in a position they're not too comfortable in. Uh, he, he was happy to fill the gap and it's benefited in a way. And now he's got a good run in the team. We've probably seen what Daniel Marty offer, offers to Leicester because when we was going through three at the back, two at the back, three at the back, best of guard at the back, you know, they, they, they were good times. Good times when we put best of guard at the back. Um, you know, but Amati was the calm head. In fact, Amati probably had a better season than Soyuncu, we were saying, when it was them pairing together, and that and that speaks volumes because whilst yeah, some, you know, Soyuncu had a bad start to the season, he had a very good return as well. Let's not forget that. But Daniel Martin really stood out. You know, when you look at the figures and injuries of the players that we had out in the full-up position, like Evans, and you know, and again, mm. Soyuncu and Fafana, to see a to see a bloke who was probably on his way out like Mendy was last season, we all thought potentially, to have the season he's had is, is very reassuring to see from both the player and the fans because it, it shows how good the squad quality is and that's something that Brendan's been trying to express all season. So it's good that, yeah. in a way, that we've been able to see it. We've gone, Daniel, um, we don't have to go round again with the Martin because we've already did it, but with two votes, uh, our most improved player of the season is Mr Dan Daniel Amati. Um well, what are we going on to now? It is unsung player of the season. Right. Um, oh, we have got a split decision on this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know in this. I'm building the tension up enough here. Um, but who is it going to be? I should say hello to LDH. Thanks for joining us, by the way. Um, right. Well, let's have a look. Unsung hero. Who did I go for? I went for Kelechi. Um, I think he's taken a lot of stick this season. But when he's come on, he's done a job for us. Uh, and to me, I think last season proved that if you give him the time and the game time, he, he will do what he's paid to do. You know, he was our top scorer last season. 
and he was dropped back to, well, we're playing one up front with Vardy, and then Daka came in, obviously. But when he comes on, I just think it's the way he offers us something different. You know, with Vardy, we know we've got to hit the ball long for him, and he's got to sort of, he'll, he'll outrun the defence and get it. But Kalechi has that role. For a big guy, he is really good on the ball, um, I think. And he, um, he, he, he can hold that ball up uh, and let people come into the attack, which we, we haven't always done this season. You know, we've always sort of never been up there with the run of play. So for me, I'm, I've gone for Kalechi. Uh, thoughts on that, Craig? Yeah, I can see where you, you're coming from. Um, you know, I think. I think if it was underused player of the season, he would definitely get it. Yeah, uh, he, he's got to consider himself disappointed on how this season's panned out after last year. Um, but that's purely down to Brendan changing formation. I think he, he struggles when he's up there as a one. Oh, definitely. And he has he has good days when he's holding the ball up, and then other days where everything seems to bounce off him. But uh, what you don't hear from Kalechi is any complaining. He always seems happy and grateful to be. A professional footballer and uh, and seems to love being at the club, so yes. um, yeah. So I can understand why you've gone there. Louise, do you think he will go in the summer? Again, I don't because I don't think I expect Leicester to do better next season, and I don't think the teams that are going to finish above us are going to want him. If I'm completely honest about it. Um, so I think he would be taking a step down if he was to leave and stay in the Premier League. And I think the clubs abroad probably aren't looking at him either because, again, he's not getting the game time to show what he can do. No. And that's the biggest yeah. problem that he's going to have. Having said that, Vardy isn't going to last forever. And then he's he has got, obviously, Dakar. But to me, I think he's better than Dakar at this precise moment in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to me, if he stays... He is going to be the striker after Vardy, but it's whether he's willing to wait that long. Yeah. Who knows how many years Vardy's got left? Um, so I don't see him going in the summer. I don't think Brendan's going to want him to go in the summer. But when you're clearing out a squad like Brendan says he's going to do, who knows? Exactly, exactly. Brad, um, would you would you see him going? I mean, he's waited this oh. long. You know, he's not, he's, he's had a lot. I mean, you forget how many years he's actually been with us. Yeah, uh, he's been here a while. And, you know, I, I could perfectly understand if he ends the season feeling a bit frustrated because the change of for, <coughs> formation has felt like probably a step back for him. Because when we were playing two up front, he was playing week in, week out, and that was helping him no end. Naturally, would, would any player you, you'd assume is going to just help them naturally if they're more accustomed to what has helped beneficial towards them. But the problem with being, you know, having a player like Jamie Vardy behind you and, you know, in front of you is, and as a teammate, is you're going to struggle to take that position. You're really going to struggle. And why Vardy is scoring, you know, if you're a 35-year-old and you're still able to turn in 15 goals in, what, 25, 26 games? you're not going to get that game time that you're hoping for I'm afraid if you're playing a one and maybe if a system chain comes in he's definitely first on that list next to him as a strike partner uh, I think him and Vardy have shown that already go there to it more naturally uh, and I think he's done well to keep the mental head together 
and still stay positive every time he does get a chance and play well. And I, I think I can agree with you. I think we'll be maybe next season seeing more of him. I, I, I feel because even though Boris had an incredible season, it, you know, if he's willing to stay around and do it, you know, like Lewis, he's not going to be here forever, whether we like him to or not. Um, and Leicester don't, and Brandon doesn't want to become too dependent on it. He wants to be able to be more than ready for that, not just happen to, you know, chuck yeah. it in at the deep end and hope for the best. That's what he's hoping to do with Dakar as well. Indeed. So. Indeed. Well, Louise, you, uh, I had to, t I had to tie you down with this one, didn't I? Um, yeah, because you come back to me when the defence, I did say, I well, come on, <laughs> give me an A, um, and you've gone for Soyuncu. Yeah, I, it was a hard choice. And the reason I wanted to go for the defence isn't because they've been particularly great this season, but because I think they've been good under the pressure of constant change. Mm. You know, if you look at teams and you look at successful teams, the one thing they have, well, the two things they have is a good goalkeeper, which we have, and a settled back line, which we haven't had. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really hard to judge any of the defenders this season on what they can be. So when you did ask, I did go for, for Cags because I think when you talk about underrated this season, I think you have to choose him. He's played games where he's played really well. And again, at the beginning of the season, really shaky. I did wonder what was going to happen. But Brendan had to keep him in because he didn't have the players to change it. Now, whether he would have done if he had done, probably I would think, because you can't keep making mistakes like that. And being left in the squad uh, in the team, but he changed it for himself, you know, and that takes mental strength to actually be playing badly and turn it around for yourself within the season. Um, and I think he's played well the back half. And obviously, as we've got players back, we've got defenders back. He's he should be playing even better. Yeah, yeah. Craig, um, thoughts on Mr. Soyuncu? He, he he had a bad start, didn't he, with bad Europa. Uh, sorry, bad Euros, I should say. Mm. Um, and it's hard in hindsight. In hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I, I'm obviously, you know, you shouldn't have hindsight. You should just not uh, pour beans in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that one does get a, a tumbleweed one. But, I mean, all, the defence have had the problems, but you can kind of understand it because it's, it's you know... I think only towards the, the last few months we were able to name the same uh, the same partners. Yeah, I mean, I think we we talked earlier. We touched on about uh, Mendy coming back from the African Cup of Nations, full of confidence. I think you could say the opposite with Kaglar coming back from the Euros last season, where Turkey had a nightmare. To be honest, mm. I think they lost all three games. They were really poor. He didn't come out of it with any glory, and, and I think it, it affected his confidence. That allied to the fact that um, that back line wasn't uh, settled at all. Fafana's injury in the in the last preseason game mm. probably disrupted things. You know, we we don't know what the the structure was on the on the training ground. He was probably asked to play more than he expected to. I don't know, but I think I I, I wouldn't necessarily say he was unsung, but I would say he was um, over criticised. Uh, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, he's he's had some bad performances, but I don't ever think that you can question his attitude. Um, uh, so I, I mean, I, I like him as a player, to be honest. And 
Mm. I think in a more settled side, we would see him get back to uh, to the levels that we know he can play at. And uh, I think he may be one who's sacrificed, but I wouldn't be unhappy if he stayed. Uh, exactly. Brad, I mean, Real Madrid, really? <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from, but that's not happening because they were only, that rumour was apparently on probably something desperate in the terms of they weren't sure if they're going to get booted up. We've all seen these signings. You know, Mbappe was all for Real Madrid. Now he's staying there. Maybe they were hoping Chelsea's ownership would get taken care of and they could sort something. He agreed to join Real Madrid. So I haven't heard anything of it since that was announced. So I don't know if he'll actually stay or not. He's definitely recovered well. I agree with both of you on that. Yeah, I think, you know, about playing in the Euros, I think Brendan tried to do the best thing for him because it's a very hard decision to manage. Do you take a player who's just had, to, you know, who's having such a torrid spell in and, and obviously really low mentally? Do you just help him, you know, just push through it and, and keep playing him and, 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 and hope to power through that, that brick wall that he's kind of hit? Or do you take him out of the limelight and, and not start him? Maybe Brendan wasn't afforded to do the latter, you know, the second option there. Yeah. Because of Fafana's injury. And to be fair to him, he did cop more slack than he deserved because he's been a very, very good servant. And I think this is something that also slips their mind. He's he's still young. For a defender as well, he's still quite young, isn't he? He's in his early 20s. He's, you know, we keep forgetting if it isn't for the likes of Evans, Casper and Vardy, the squads can't be much older than, than 25 in its average. So he's he's had a year of experience, uh, you know, mentally, something that, you know, a bit of tough love maybe was needed at some points during the season. And he's ended the season well. He kind of dropped out of the team in the last four or five games. So I don't think he's been doing enough to, like Chris has called an unsung hero. But I do see exactly what they were saying about him because he, you can't blame the defence for a lot of things. No. That's tactically. You know, someone is telling someone else up in the training preparation is telling Ricardo to mark a six foot defender when he's only five foot himself. So, you know, these corner goals, it doesn't entirely rely on a defense, you know, because they're tall. That's who you mark, and you're marking a number and not a logical height person. So, yeah, yeah. I think, I think one thing to take into consideration as well is that he's probably the only naturally left footed centre half we yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. back fours are all about partnerships. He had virtually a different left back alongside him every game, which doesn't help him either. You know, he, he's mm. had to work with Luke Thomas, who went through, um, who's had some good good games, but had some poor games as well. So I think that the lack of a, a consistent left back partner helped held him a little bit exposed as well. No, good point. And let's stick with you, Craig, and this is your unsung player. Yeah, I'm going to go for Daniel. We've talked about him quite a bit already. Um, yeah. But for me, he was another one like Mendy. And, and you know, we, we I don't think anybody would have been surprised if he if his career was over um, with us. But injuries uh, gave him an opportunity. You know, he was often played at right back and we knew that that wasn't his position really. But when he's asked to, to come in and just be a centre-half, um, he's done really well for us. And I think it showed the most when Johnny Evans was out. And and you don't see a lot of it on the pitch, uh, on, on TV, but going down to the games, 
you can see that he was talking and organising a hell of a lot more uh, than I ever expected of him. And I mm. think he'd come back from his international trips and was feeling more confident as well. And he felt more confident in that position uh, and was the the most um, probably experienced player um, out of that back four. And I think, yes, he had the odd dodgy game here and there. He had the odd dodgy pass or whatever. But again, I think whenever he was brought in, he sort of held that back line together. And there's some really strong away games that he he was fantastic in as well. Um, so all in all, I think he's been really solid. And we talk about everybody else having up and down seasons, you know, from whatever centre-back pairing he's been put into, he's he's held his own. And I think he's very unfortunate that he's always the first one who's moved out of the team when everyone else is fit as well. I so, know, unfairly, I from, unfairly. Yeah, so I think from yeah. that point of yeah. view, I yeah. think I, I have to give him my vote. Well, we're down to um, Brad having the deciding vote again because he has gone with one of our choices. And Brad, I I'm trying to remember what show this was off, but the power is in your hands. What show was that? It's probably um, one of yours, Chris. Sorry? It's probably one of your shows. <laughs> no, um, or let the... Uh, um, that dated show. Oh, with uh, oh, the right. guy that does Top Gear now. Take me out, is it? Take me out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm. is in your hands, Brad. And in reply to your question, Craig, I'd rather not. Thank you very much, <laughs> um, <laughs> Brad. You've gone for Daniel Amati. Yeah, I there was a. This was a weird one, considering what we've just the subject before that we've just talked about. Um, it was a bit of a toss up between Amate and Mendy, but when I really thought about it, I didn't really think Mendy as a player, as an individual, it improved. Um, but I think in the midst of the chaos of our defense, like a you know, in when we had that time where we couldn't decide who was going to play well. We were hoping people that were 60% fit had enough to get through 90 minutes, let's be honest. We could see it in the players. We were talking about it game in, game out. The players were probably playing absolutely knackered. You know, we, we were screaming and shouting for rotation, but then we thought about it, we realised he had no one to rotate into unless he's going to play someone from the under-12s at one point. Our defence was that bad. And like I said, when you were looking for a calming voice, someone who tried to command when it was all over the shot. Daniel Amati really stood out for me. Uh, I think he didn't get enough recognition. You know, we were quick to instantly go back to going, how amazing for Farner is. And that's great for Farner. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the praise, but like, you know, this is the first season where we really maybe saw them efforts and, and, and his brilliant job at the back rewarded because, you know, it was him getting picked for these last couple of appearances over Solentu. So it shows that he's, done a job in, in Brendan's eyes as well because it's shown that he's benefited from it. And I'm really glad to see it, you know. Who, who would have thought that? The English yeah. Super Cup, we were rolling around and we're now sat here talking about him having a fantastic season. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for not walking out the door. Well, you know, I think he deserves it. That's the second award that Daniel Amarty has walked off with tonight. 
I'll tell you what, Daniel, I'd be best subscribe and get on there. He's winning the water thrust. Daniel, get on there. Tell us how happy you are to receive these awards. More than that, winning the blooming Afghan at this rate. Yeah. Well, it's the biggie coming up next. We've got two to go, but we're going to go with the biggie next. Um, And it's not... Not my stomach, but why isn't this working? Hang on a second. I'll tell you why it's not working, because I'm not pressing the right button. Uh, player oh, of the season. Now then. Um, this, we don't agree on this one, uh, but that's, I will leave it at that. Um, it was probably one of the hardest ones, because in fairness, we haven't had a good season. You know, and uh, a lot of players have underperformed for different reasons. Um, Casper has been steady in the back, but yeah, he he struggled with the defense. I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, I've gone for James Madison to me. He is, um, he's with with withstood everything that's happened this season. He was on, you know, in the England squad, um, at the start of the season. Uh, he was, you know, a fantastic player. He, you know, he, he 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 could pinpoint his free kicks into the top right hand corner. Then he got an injury, and I think Brendan did the right thing: is that he eased him back in, but he just didn't. You know, it took him a while to get that form back. And I think when you look at somebody like Fafana, and I think Fafana's just Superman. You know, he's out for what, you know, seven eighths of the season. You bring him back in, he scores a goal on his return. And uh, it's, it's amazing. But obviously, not everybody can do that. And I think it took James Madison a little bit of time to get his form back. And of course, he was being played sort of on the wing for a couple of games as well, which is not his, his best position. But my God, is he back? I mean, you know, <laughs> recently he was scoring goals, he's setting them up. Um, I, you know, there there's rumours earlier in the season that he, he might be sacrificed to raise some money. I really, really, really hope not, because if Tillemans is going, we've really got to hold on to James Madison. And it would be one of them. It'll either be Madison exactly. or it yeah. won't be both. Can't be both. We know that that would just decimate the team. So for me, just the way he's come back, I can say, and he, he is, he scored a couple and well, he scored one and. Well, I think we've scored one or two, and then he assisted in two or three. But uh, for me, that is why. Louise, we'll go straight on to yours, because you've gone for James Madison. Yeah, 18 goals, 15 assists this season, in an injury season, in a team that has not been settled or performing very well. Says everything to me. And it's more than that. You know, when he gets the ball, the Leicester fans are off their seats before, you know, he's even done anything. And yeah. he's he's the one player plus probably Yuri on a better season. That is exciting. He's good to watch. Yeah. Um. And if he's not even in consideration for the World Cup squad in the winter, I'll be really surprised. Mm. Um. I mean, it, you can debate whether we want him to go or not because of in, in possible injuries and stuff. But to me, you've got to put him in the top five players that we have at the club easily. Oh. Yeah. Um. And just like I say, he's exciting to watch. And those stats, you know, nearly twenty goals from an injury hit season. I mean, that's just insane. And then mm. the assists, fifteen. That's it's just crazy when you think about how, what the season's actually been like for Leicester. Players mm. that we've had out all over the pitch. 
Um, you know, and the goals might have been less. You know, had Vardy played, the goals probably would have been less, but the assists would have been more. So, you know, he's just had a really good season, and I I can't put anyone above no. how well he played. Well, obviously, I totally, I totally agree with you. Obviously, um, <laughs> but uh, as, as indeed does Craig. <laughs> Anything to add, Craig? <laughs> well, only you know, for me. I think what happened with with Madders, um, I think the big change with him was becoming a dad. Mm. I think he almost grew up, you know, at that point because we we'd seen before that he'd got himself in a lot of trouble. He was a he was a young man with a lot of money and a lot of time on his hands, and he didn't really spend it particularly well, uh, and he could have lost it at that point. But that sort of settling down, becoming a dad. Missing out on England squads when really he should have been in them, I, I think he's, um, I think he's been fantastic this season. And two things I'll add to, to things that, you, that you're not said. I think he, he could easily, easily, have won the award for most improved player. Mm. And I tell you why is because we all knew what a great player he was on the bench, uh, sorry, on on the ball, but. As Lou said there, he's added goals to his game. He's looked to get forward a lot more. He wants to try and break and get into the box. And you've seen the improvement on him throughout the season that he's learned how to be influential, even though he's played out on the right-hand side. It took him a while, I think, and it's not his best position by any means. He should be no. in the middle of the pitch. But in the last half a dozen games, I think you've seen him come to terms with it and make sure that he's more influential. And I would go so far to say that I think, and I'm going to include every team in the Premier League, I think Madison would get into every team in the Premier League. Ooh, bold statement. Uh, Jack Grealish might have something to say about it, but um, oh, it's, a, it's a very good point. Um, I mean, on performance, you've got to say... Over Jack Grealish, he should go, but you know we know we know how England managers think. Uh, Brad, I feel a bit like a bit like after the Lord Mayor show this, but uh, you didn't go for Madison. <laughs> it's not going to make any difference. But you went very good choice still, though. Kieran Dewsbury Hall. Yeah, uh, I think he was phenomenal. He's he's you know he's at that start of his prime. You'd say the position he's playing he's gone through the process very well at Leicester he's probably that perfect balance of a journey isn't it because you're probably talking he, this was the year for him he would have play, he played like a a guy uh, like a footballer who's very hungry almost like Jamie Vardy like in a way he runs around for that ball an absolute machine you think he's going to be knackered come the 90 minutes but he's not and he's handled playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, like it's like a duck to water. He's taken to a duck to water. Uh, and again, he has that hunger. It's just, it's an extra kind of talent or ability you can, you can have as a football. And it might sound weird, but sometimes, you know, even if you're not the most naturally gifted in terms of doing the fancy tricks and flicks, the ability just to never give up a lost cause and, and win a ball. I mean, how many times a season did he... Did we stand there in, or watch it sat at home and go, go on, and then 
the attack breaks down and get the ball away. And before we can finish going, oh, for God's sake, Dewsbury all almost as if he's gone, never, don't worry, I've got it. And he already gets and really breaks a crunching tackle and he times it right and we're, we're cheering it on and he's turned defence into attack. And it's, it's something we missed at times during the season. And, you know, it's something that when that team went on the press, he knew he, he was he was very impressive for the season. I, obviously, James Madison wins it here and he, he, you know, he got it deserved it, but I think it was a very strong case for... No, yeah, yeah, very strong case and put well, but with three points, Madison gets yeah. it. Um, and we've got the final um, thing here, which was which was Craig's edition, which was a very good edition, which was moment of the season. And we will do that straight it's after time. this. For the Daily Lester. Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. I did this the other way a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was actually told off because the one that I read out wasn't very very exciting. And I said, well, it was a choice of two, so everybody said, well, you read out the other one, read it, and that was even less exciting. <laughs> and they realised <laughs> what I'd gone for the one I did. But the twenty third of May is actually. Um, Two managers left us on this date. Um, on the 23rd of May 1977, Jimmy Bloomfield resigned as Leicester City manager. Uh, we had we talk about Watford, but the Foxiders finished 11th in Division One despite winning only one of their last 10 games. This represented a failure to a club who had visions of European qualification at least going into the season. My god, you could just change dates on these things. <laughs> Be careful what you was. I always say, be careful what you wish for, because we had, um, of course, the late great. Well, not late, but he was very late coming, (laughs) picking his teams. Frank McClintock, yeah, and uh, things were. But talking of Frank McClintock, I'll give you the other one, just in case you don't think that one's exciting enough. But on the (laughs) twenty third of May two thousand and eight, Ian Holloway was sacked as Leicester City manager. Yeah, that one I remember. Yeah, I remember the Jimmy Bloomfield one. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the Foxes, uh, where were we going? He had failed to prevent the club being relegated into the third tier of English football for the first time in its history. Well, tomorrow's a good day, but we're not on tomorrow, so I can't read that one out. So, Jimmy Bloomfield and Ian Holloway, one, it was sad to see go, the other one, in fairness, Looking back, I mean, he took Blackpool up to the Premier League. So I don't think he was a bad manager. I just think that was a team that whoever had taken over was just going in one direction, you know. I just think it was the way, it was the, way the club was going at the time. And yeah, you can yeah. argue maybe he shouldn't have took the job, really, knowing that that probably was going to be the case. But he did, hoping, obviously, to keep us up and just couldn't do it. He actually, for once, he was actually one manager that actually wanted the job, which made, yeah. made a change for Leicester. But yeah, like you say, the, the writing was on the wall, uh, unfortunately for him. But moment of the season, well, um, let us have a look what we have all gone for here. And we have, this is going to be another voting one, guys, we've all gone for something different. <laughs> um, end on excitement, you know. Champions League final? Yeah, it's got nothing on this. 
Uh, I have gone for, and we've all gone for them for different reasons, but I have gone for Inacho's penalty against Manchester City in the English Super Cup. And the reason I've gone for that is, and I know it's a long, long time ago now, it was right at the start of the season, but I was at Wembley, I was with my son, and I watched Leicester City lift a trophy. Um, I hadn't done that before, not with my son, and... It was just one of those moments when you're thinking like, yeah, I was there and I've shared moments with my son. We watched, we'd watched the FA Cup together, but not at, not at Wembley. We were there. It was Man City. Last time I'd been to Wembley I was to watch us in a, champ, in a uh, community field, I was on my own. It was the Man United one. Uh, when we actually probably played better and lost. Um, but for me, uh, I, he earned it. And he took the goal. And, of course, with the finish he'd had last season, I thought, here we go. We're just carrying on. Little did we know that we wouldn't really be seeing much of him. That, for me, is my moment of the season. Lou, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, obviously, I was also at that game with my boyfriend and his nephew. He didn't wave. He didn't wave to me. I went (laughs) berserk is not the word. And like you yeah. say, being at Wembley, picking up a trophy, like that doesn't happen obviously very much to us. But no. just, I think we played well in, well in the game. I do agree that the Man United one was, I think we played better in and obviously didn't win. But it just, like you said, there was optimism, such optimism yeah. for this season off the back of that game. I mean, obviously, um, Fafana got injured, was a downer, but we still thought, you know what, it's still going to be a good season. You know, obviously mm-hmm. not personally for him, but for the club, it was yeah. still going to be okay. And then injury, injury, injury. And even to be <laughs> honest, it's not been a bad season even now, but no, we no. expected it to be better than it turned out to be. Yeah, uh, we have had worse seasons, as um, only fools and horses say. Craig, your thoughts on that moment? Yeah, I. Um... Yeah, I was there too, and uh, and remember it well. I think it was Daka that got fouled for the penalty. Oh, was it Daka? Yeah, it was Daka. I thought um, it was a No, I think I think it was Daka. Someone will correct me, and I know damn well that you're going to try and correct me as I speak. I am. I'm googling <laughs> it as we speak. Do ca- yeah. do carry on. Um, but yeah, I tell you what, I I wish I was as confident as as you were when he stood up to take that penalty because I went to the away friendly against Burton and oh. that ended up in a penalty shootout and I'm, I don't think his penalty stayed in the ground um, <laughs> so you can understand that I was a little nervous when he stood up to take that penalty but it was a great penalty high in the high in the corner so yeah a, a great moment to to see us it, lift another trophy it's funny because I was quite confident he was going to score actually were you at, were you at Burton Lou no, that's probably there why. There you go. That is why. Um, <laughs> but I was actually really quite confident it was going to score. And um, I even said it to my boyfriend, because my boyfriend was very much like, "This is going to miss it, he's going to miss it. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, he'll score it. And usually it's the other way around. I'm the pessimist and he's the optimist. Um, but, yeah, I, I was actually quite confident he was going to score it. And, of course, he did. I can't find it at the moment... But I, I, for me, I was just sure that he'd earned the penalty yeah. and picked the ball up and went for the penalty. I will carry on looking while Brad gives his <laughs> thoughts on this one. It was, it was kind of nice 
isn't it, to to win silverware? There's a lot of clubs that will never, well, may never get the chance to even compete for the trophy. It's a nice little sentiment. I I don't mind these. These are the these are the end of the season tournaments that I don't mind seeing. The little recognition, the winning one of the most well, the most prestigious thing you can win in terms of cup length competition for that's been around it, the English, you know, the FA Cup. It's something that we have failed, you know, you know, is one of them mm-hmm. to, to get to get a chance to play in the community shield to, to be rewarded for that against your league champions. It's nice. It's it's nice to have it. It I celebrated it as much as a normal win. I think it was a very good moment. I didn't kind of have FA Cup vibes of it, but it's nice to, you know, warrant the right to challenge for it in a way. It's a yeah. nice mini competition. You know, I understand as well why you call it the English Super Cup because of other countries do the same for their yeah. thing. It, it's it's very right in a true, true statement. And yeah, it was a nice start to the season. It also means as well that, you know, we did manage to beat both Manchester clubs this season just yeah. in, uh, in in different formats. So, you know, totally cheap, we have beat the champions this season. So, you know. I don't, yeah, that's very true. I don't know if this will be able to be picked up or not. And I have to be very, very careful. I might get a strike for this, but... Is he going to... Now, Craig, I'm going to have to give you this in a way. We're going to have to share this moment because I don't know if you heard the commentary there that it Mm -hmm. said um, Dakar was pulled back. But when you actually look at it, and I thought it was right, it was in Acho. Yeah, all we can do here, Chris, in this circumstance is go with the commentary. So uh... No, 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 we go to VAR. (laughs) We go to VAR when there was a disagreement. Is that me and Brad VAR in this situation? Yeah. Yeah. No, like the the commentator made an obvious mistake there. He went for Dakar. It was in Acho, which I thought it was. He picked the ball up and went and scored. Like I say, I... um, I'll probably get a strike now. I'll have to edit that out later. But, uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, that, so that's from, but I could say for me, uh, and I get the guys that you've not gone for that, but for me, I, I hadn't been sort of, well, it's, it's the only trophy that I've seen lifted with my son. I know I've had Champions League nights and things like that, but, you know, this was sort of doing this, um, what was special. Uh, Louise, again, I totally understand why you've gone for this one. Uh, the team's coming out at the KP against Roma. Yeah, like I say, I wasn't at that game, but I was watching on a perfectly legal stream. Um, and, yeah, just, again, it's the spectacle, isn't it, of, of being in that moment. And that whole night was so nervous. I don't think there was a moment of that game since it started till it finished where my stomach wasn't incomplete or not. Yeah, like the, I've never felt it before, and you know we've been in the Champions League, and yeah, I felt more nervous on that night because I realistically thought we had a real good chance of winning that tie, and actually we weren't that far off winning that tie in the end. But just again being able to be semi-finalists in a European tournament, and it's not—it's the littlest one, but that will speak forever in Leicester history. That night mm. that we stepped back 
in a European semi-final at our home stadium with all our fans there. You know, complete sellout. Both sets of fans making real lots of noise. Um, and just, yeah, just a moment that won't be forgetting in, in Leicester's history. Yeah. Uh, Craig, your thought on that night? Yeah, I'm going to say I was I was there. I was uh, I was a little disappointed in our tifo, as you can see in that in that picture that you've got there. It was a it was a bit strange that one. The uh, Union FS went for that one, but yeah, as as you touched on there, Lou, you know it'll go down in history. Um, European semi final at home, um, fantastic uh, fantastic atmosphere. Roma fans making a load of noise as well. And, you know, these are the nights that you do remember. You're quite right. Um, and hopefully we can get back to those European nights uh, pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. Um, Brad is actually struggling with his phone. Uh, can you still hear us, Brad? Yeah, I can still hear. Oh, it's you can just still hear. Right. Okay. So it's just, well, no, stay off camera if that, that's easier for you. Um uh, I, I like that one, Craig. Just to be honest with you, I, 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 that was one of my favourite ever shirts. It, yeah. um, and I wasn't there when the verse came out. Before you say <laughs> anything, but I just got to say before we before we move on, we have actually got an answer back. Uh, no, I tell you what, we won't we won't do that just yet. Your thoughts on that one, Brad? Uh, I mean, it's always a different different gravy, isn't it? When it's been the European night at the at the stadium, it's always a different kettle of fish the atmosphere is different it's like there's something different in the bloody water people making the brews in the morning or what they're drinking on the way to the ground when you go to a european game because it's just surreal and that was like no other you you know for whatever reason when you know when let's play man city we probably go there thinking ah it's free here but enjoy the day but problems. and you know considering this was roma we went there feeling void of confidence that we were going to be we probably mm -hmm struggled to a final less fan that wasn't confident that we could get a result against Roma and in the end we did a very much deserved point and the team's coming out to that it's always a nice experience and I always do love it so yeah it was, it was a good moment to, to, to have that meeting. Before we move on to yours Craig um, I, like I, said, I said it was in Atro you said you've got to go with the uh, commentator uh, I have got to reply from VAR now um Anthony um has just uh, sent me this an actual depressed Aki before being fouled in the area. Um but then the referee initially waved play on to allow Pats and Dakar to shoot from six yards. Um so VAR vindicated what kind of but Dakar was involved. Dakar was fine. involved. That's fine. You know? And I know it comes to a certain age when you know, memory gets a little bit sort of, you know. I'll move on. I'll move on. Uh, Craig, your moment uh, of the season, the look in my game of the season, the Lockman goal versus Liverpool, which we won one nil. Yeah, it was. A, th this was a tricky one for me because I, I, I hopefully I'm not going to tread on uh, on Brad's toes at all here, um, because there was a few that that I, that, that came to mind. Um, and including a weird one, but the home game against Watford, um, because it was the first time that we got to say goodbye to Ranieri um, yes. when he came back so that the whole crowd could show the appreciation. That was a fantastic moment for me. Um, there was the um, Ricardo goal that I know Brad's already talked about and it was his game of the season, uh, that winner for PSV. 
the Vardy goal against Manchester United that we've already talked about. And another weird one, Inacho's goal, but not the, the Community Shield Super Cup one. The third one, when we got back to 4-3, that goal that gave us the hope against Man City after being battered yes. for 20 minutes and going down 4-0 and uh, Ian Acho getting the third goal to make us think that we were on the verge of something amazing. But I have to go back to the one that was the first one that springs to mind to me. And that, that tells me it's a memory that stuck with me all season. And that yes. moment when Luckman received that ball back into him uh, and just went for the one-two, ran past um, Trent Alexander-Arnold as if he wasn't there sort of made Virgil van Dijk look stupid as if he didn't know what to do and just smashed it into the corner. And the noise from the crowd at that moment um, was just phenomenal. As I said, we dug in, we played really well in that game. Everybody was giving everything. And for that moment to finally get our noses ahead against Liverpool, that was the, the moment that stayed with me all season. And I think probably, Louise, the fact that they'd done us over a few weeks, well, I think it was a week earlier, um, in the Caribou Cup with the penalties was um, made it more sweeter. Yeah, and I mean, if we had not, then Man City might not have won the league. So maybe they should be thankful was that we actually beat Liverpool in this game. But Very yeah, true. again, you know, you look at a bad season. We beat Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City in the Charity Shield, and that's a bad season. Like. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You've got to put some sort of hope on the fact that when we've got the fully fit squad, we're going to be back where we feel we belong, where we mm. want to be. And this goal was, yeah, it was just a superb goal. And like you say, the way he went past one of arguably the best uh, wing uh, wing backs in the league, if not the best, mm. was just, yeah, superb. Yeah. Brad, he's got to be signed, hasn't he? Please, I hope so, because I don't like this talk of the fact that there's potential that Leicester will have to kind of circle back round to this. I, I'm seeing clubs making signings left, right and centre. I know they're pre-contract signings, but please, can we not Can we not kind of get something... Can we not make sure this is the first thing done on that opening day? Can we not have the email sent and then schedule it for transfer day and just make sure it pings straight in there? You know their email section the first minute of transfer a uh, transfer day because you've got to surely get him in with the performance he's put in the mm. season. His return for a loanee, and I say that because you know some loanees have come under the criticism when they've come gone to clubs of oh well when the season got to a, a nothing point he stopped trying and he's never never shot away from the responsibility and I think he's had a really good season and the fact that he was brought in originally to play on the right. And something we've seen with yeah, phone one. Hello. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that. But yeah, get get these things. So that that is uh, Craig's moment of the season. Uh, are you still with us, Brad? Can I just say on Lookman? Lookman needs to be signed. A because he's a good player, but also. If we don't sign the, if we don't keep the squad we've already got, we're going to go backwards. Yes. You know what I mean? That's the bare minimum that you've got to do is keep the squad that you've already got. 
Yes. Ideally, obviously, you want to add to it too, which people will do, especially if they sell Fury and others and, and have a bit there out. But I think he's done yeah. more than enough to get a full-time contract. More than enough. And I think if, if we don't sign him, I honestly think somebody else will nip in and sign him. For uh, sure. To be honest with you. Uh, I don't know if Brad, are you still with us? No, Brad's gone all together now. So what I'll do is I will read his out here, um, which we touched on before. You could not expect or, or, or what a comeback. Let's just say what a comeback. You know, you've been out for, you know, three quarters of the season plus. Uh, you come back in one of the biggest games of the season and, and you go up and score a goal. I mean, he's Superman, isn't he, Craig? I mean, he's just phenomenal, isn't he? And, mm. uh, you know, we talked, I, I talked about Madison getting into any team in the Premier League, I think only, only maybe Man City. But I, I think any, let's put it this way, he may not get in directly into the team of any team in the Premier League, but every team would take him yes. right now. If he came, if he was on the market, there'd be a bun fight for him. Um, it, again, it was great to see. He looked to be having so much fun after that final whistle. Uh, had gone against Southampton. Hmm. Uh, he was there. His mates were there. They were having a, a great, great laugh with him. He was given the old uh, sort of slap in the badge. He looked like this was a place that he wants to be. And I think he comes across as a guy who has a, a good head on his shoulders and he knows that this is probably the best place for him to get two or three seasons of Premier League football under his belt before making that big move. And we all know that's going to come. Yeah, We've just got to enjoy him while we've got him. But I think he knows that he's in the right place. And he comes out and says the right things and he appreciates all the support he got while he was injured, not just yeah. from the club, but from the fans as well. And yeah. uh, phenomenal. And yeah, and what a great way to come back with that goal. I mean, it was it was his mate because I did see him on the ground with somebody yeah. that wasn't with the club on top of him, and I thought, oh no, no, we haven't <laughs> got a, a a crowd invasion as well, have we? But that yeah. was that was family, was it, it or friends? I should. Say. Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, yeah, whether it was family or friends, I don't know. But there was wine as well in front of the uh, in front of the cop. They they lifted him up and sort of ran with him towards the crowd as if they were going to throw him over the fence, but. Uh, he, he was loving it, and uh, he looks he looks well at home. And uh, yes. long may he stay. Lou Chelsea, we've already been linked with him when he went in the January window when he wasn't even playing. Like I say, think there'll be teams been... coming for him this summer. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Chelsea have lost basically. They could lose Aspilicueta. They've already lost Christensen. They've already lost Rudiger. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me if there's an inquiry incoming. We can't um... let him go, can we, Lou? No. I know, hopefully not. But it, again, it depends, doesn't it? Because of the injury, I think that may put people off this season. Mm. Because you're going to have to think, well, is that an injury that's going to reoccur? Because you don't want to spend 40... I mean, I don't even know how much Leicester would put on him as a price, but I'll, yeah, I think it would be quite high. No, they're not going yeah. to want to sell him, for sure. Um, and in, what I loved about this game the most, obviously the goal was very, very important, but... It was the way he played. It was like he'd never been injured. He was still yeah. making tackles. He was still trying to obviously influence the game as much as possible. There was no pulling out of anything. And that was, for me, was the worry when he came back. Was, is he going to be willing to do all that still? 
after the injury. You know, it's a serious, serious yeah. injury that a lot of players do not come back from. And obviously, his mm. age is very much on his side in, 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 in his recovery. But it's the mental side that I was worried about. And I, after that game, I was just not worried. And the goal no. just was not the icing on the cake. And can I, can I just redeem myself from my DACA moment um, that <laughs> Fafana scored against Wren, not PSV? Was it? Right. Yeah. I, 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 well, this is not here. I'm going to blame, um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to blame Brad. Uh, <laughs> I've got written down here for Farner scoring on return. And I think yeah. I, may, I, I may well have typed it wrong, but Brad's not here, so he's going to get the blame. And, <laughs> <you> are, <laughs> and, and he's not here to argue with me. And you are redeemed. You are redeemed, Thank you. sir. Mm-hmm. You are redeemed. Um, well, we've got four different ones there. Um, so we, we we haven't got a a fourth vote here, but we've got Inacho goal versus Man City in the Charity Shield, uh, teams at the KP versus Roma, Lockman goal versus Liverpool, or Fafana scoring on his return, whoever that may be against. Brad, so... Brad's just sent me a message saying that he's voting for the Liverpool uh, Lockman goal. Yes, okay, okay. Yeah, like just, we believe just, just that. There, on the, on the front, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Take a screenshot and post it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go, come to you first then, Craig. Um, you can't go for the Luckman goal. Which other one are you gonna go for? Um I'm I'm gonna go for yours then, Chris. Oh, ah, that surprised me. That does surprise me. Oh, well, I think um, I mean I, I take I take Lou's point, but I I really thought the atmosphere when we played Napoli was phenomenal as well, and and they were they were very noisy. So maybe that's because I'd seen that already that it was slightly um, I'll, I'll slightly mark it down, Lou. But that's uh, but that that's me being picky because I've got to pick one. He is he is the Simon Cowell of the panel, <laughs> right, isn't he? <laughs> where, where do your trousers stop under your armpits? <laughs> I'm not telling you. Who says I've got any on? Good. It wasn't rather not the right question to ask, really. Lou, um, you can't go for Roma. For me, it has to be for Farnes' comeback goal. And attached to that, the performance, but the goal as that moment. Again, like there's always a worry when anyone comes back from injury, but he'd played so well before he got injured. He he just was doing so well. And you just, I wanted him to succeed for so mm-hmm. many different levels, obviously because he's a Leicester player, but also because he just seems a really down to earth person. Like he just, he, he just like seems like the kind of person you want to get behind and want to, to do well. And yeah. like I said, didn't look like he'd been away. And then obviously, like I said, before the goal is the icing on the cake. I, I was thinking about this while you were going. We could really do with Brad here. I was thinking about <laughs> this while you were talking through each of yours. And in fairness, there's a good case for all of them. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, I Unfortunately, I'm going to further cat among the pigeons, which means that we don't have a winner in this department. But I have got to go with uh, yours, Craig. And that was the Luckman goal versus mm. Liverpool. And I think for me, and I get, as I say, there's a, there's a good case for all four of them. But for me, having lost to Liverpool only the week before, in the manner of which, you know, we were through, we, you know, it was game was almost over. 
They came mm-hmm. back as, as Liverpool do. I went to penalties. We lost on penalties. And, you know, we got off the team out. And we, 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 we went for every tackle there. We were throwing our bodies, weren't we, in the yeah. way, you know. Um, it was like Rourke's Drift revisited. <laughs> it really, really it's just it, for me. It's just the moment I can, and, and I was at all of those. I, obviously, I yeah. wasn't away at the uh, uh, when Fafana scored, but the the Roma and the the, the community Super Cup shield, um, <laughs> and it was just that's his it, that's his full day. The community Super is. Cup shield, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that but that that Lookman goal was the first thing that I thought of. It, it just I I can. I can still feel the feelings that I, I I felt when that went in and it and the crowd just erupted. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I will try and get hold of Brad and get his vote for um, <laughs> after um, just to see. Um, and Chris, Chris, good evening. How are you? Um, welcome along. And Anthony, uh, special moment, Chris, being there with you. But yeah, it it, it was it was. Yeah. But like I say, that. Um, that Luckman goal, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it was just a case of when, when it happened, etc., etc. Um, as has Brad, yeah, Brad's just messaged me. Um, uh, he's saying thanks for having him on and goodbye also to Craig and Louise. So I'll get an answer from him and I'll post that up later, yeah. guys. Cool. Thank you so much for everything you have done this season. It has really, really been a good, it's been an enjoyable season, frustrating. Um, but it was nice to go into the last day and not have anything to worry about. True. <laughs> yeah, and whichever end of the table we normally have fun I'm with. Sure been in our position than Leeds and Burnley's for sure. Yes, and Dan, I think he's still crying. Bless him. I'm, I'm uh, not surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I had him. I actually linked into his show because I did the uh, the soccer Sunday. And I linked into his show at half time when he was what I think they were one nil down, but there was still obviously forty five minutes to go, and he he wasn't looking very happy, but he had a laugh and a joke. And I went to do the same afterwards, and I thought I can't, you know, it, it's it, it's yeah. it's his moment that he was having. I thought I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that up. We have exactly. I did say to him, I said, you know, we have we have been there, you know, and. Uh, it's always harder when it's not just one season, like Burnley being up six or seven on the run. It, it does make it harder. Louise, I'm going to see you later in the summer for the ladies' Euros. Yes, indeed. Um, so looking forward to that, fingers crossed. And thank yeah. you very much for coming on and obviously be in touch and take care. Thank you. Thanks so much, Louise. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Craig, we're going to be back with you for quizzes. We will indeed. Yes, there's uh, I, my my uh, pencil is scribbling lots of ideas down. So we'll uh, we'll formulate something, and we'll come back with something even better than last year's quiz. Even better. You your pencil is being sharpened, is it? Indeed, it is. <laughs> I don't know quite how to take this. I don't know where, where this is going at all. Yeah, maybe but just just yeah, just just. We like have it. got a favourite moment here from. Terry and I think mate I think to be honest with you if I can just find it um he absolutely loved his favorite moment of the season um was this if I can find it at all here um was it this one let's have a look 
Like the old babe station music. Oh, did he? Now, <laughs> it says more about Terry than anything I else. I think it does, actually. Uh, I think it does. Uh, you know, like... Takes him back to his teenage days <laughs> and middle yeah. age days. The old, the old five minute preview. I think Terry, though, actually recognizes this music more. And on that, <laughs> we shall leave it. Craig's pretending he's looking like yeah, I don't know that one. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig, we'll speak soon about the quiz. Yes, Thank mate. you very much today. Uh it's been a long one. But hey, I think we I think we got decisions right there. I think you got most of those decisions right there, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we agreed on a lot of them. We did. Thanks very much, we Craig. Did. All the best. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Cheers, Chris. Bye Cheers. everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks to Craig there, our wise old owl. Um, bit of a longer show tonight, but we have been say, doing the awards. And let's, um, I want to say this, um, thanks to everybody who has taken part in any of the shows and to all those who have watched and listened. Um, Craig, Lou and um, Brad, when his phone's working, Scott for coming in and doing all the, uh, the modding for me. But also, like I say, those just I couldn't do it without them. I could not do it without them. Um, we'll just let's have a quick recap here. So um, we started off with the game of the season. Uh, we got the Liverpool game at home. The, oh no, we didn't start with that one at all. That was the yes, we did. The Liverpool game at home. Roma um, uh, first leg. Man United four two. PSV. Uh, two one away. That's probably where I got the PSV from, Craig. And of course, we decided on Liverpool for going to win that. Um, young player of the season. <laughs> Take your pick. Take your pick of any of those four. Uh, I thought we could do with that. Actually, can you imagine if that was our midfield? <laughs> Just clone him. That would be well good. Uh, most improved. Um, and Marty got that with two votes. Jusby Hall and Mendy were excellent shouts as well. Uh, unsung player, Inacho, um, got a vote, Soyuncu as well. But Amati got his second second award of the evening. Uh, player of the season, I can see Jusby Hall, but he's got his time. James Madison, fantastic season. We have got to hold on to that. Moment of the season, uh, to me, it was Inacho's goal versus Man City in the Community Shield. Uh, Louise went for the team walkout versus Roma. Craig went for the Luckman goal versus Liverpool. And Brad uh, had gone for Fafana scoring, but it was apparently against Rennes, not against PSV. So VAR not doing its job there. And like I say, but just this is a huge big thank you to everybody who took part really immediately. We've got so much, we have literally got so much lined up for you. The football's over, but we've got so much coming up. Look. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock, myself and a couple of guests, or, well, Mike, Emilio, who's a Fulham fan and a Huddersfield fan, are coming on to do the championship review. We're going to look at Bournemouth and Fulham, why they came up, how Derby happened to go down. Um, and, uh, yeah, cheers, Craig. Sorry, just seen that. Um, thanks very much. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, 7 o'clock tomorrow, we are going to be looking at the championship. Uh, on Wednesday at 10 to 8, Join me and Mike again. We should have been there. 
What was that song? It should have been me. Uh, we should have been there. Wednesday, 7.50 for 8 o'clock kickoff. It is the Europa Conference League final. Uh, say Roma versus Feyenoord. And now this one, Jerry Taggart, we've got him coming on. He will be talking to us about Leicester City's season. So it isn't a one-to-one in as much as I'm going to be... We've done that with Jerry. He's done the one-to-one. So this one is very much talking about the season and he'll be going through the games and Europe and what have you. So his thought on uh, on our season. We've all got thoughts on the season. And then this one, I've got to be honest with you, I've, I've been giggling doing this. On Thursday at 7 o'clock, it's the fans' prediction revisited. At the start of the season, I went to a fan of every team and they got their predictions about where they think their team will finish. And I've got to be honest with you, for probably 10 of those, there are comments. <laughs> they are brilliant. They are brilliant. How things come back and bite you on the bum, eh, Man United? Join me for that Thursday at 7. That's going to be a laugh. Um I'm going to leave you with this because I just loved when we did this so often in the last three games. You've got to enjoy that, haven't you? And I've got to say as well, I'll leave you with this. Please carry on supporting us. It is so, so much appreciated. Thank you so much. To Miss Molina, she has been a help and, and, and a mentor since I started doing this a couple of seasons ago. Thank her. She's probably gone because she's over there in uh, in uh, in Canada. But thank you and thank you so much for the donation today. M- much appreciated. If you do want to show support for the show, you can become a member. Uh, it starts at very, very cheap. There's, there's bronze, sil- bronze, silver and gold. And the gold you get discount on Alester Till I Die. Um, leisure wares and, and merchandise five uh, percent discount if you remember gold member there um and you can also give a, a, a i don't know what it's called it's quite new from youtube here um but i think you can give support with a little click um uh, uh, it, it, whatever it is called you can give us a little click and um let's have a look let's have a look um let's have a look what it is called no i can't see it at the moment but you can certainly click and uh, and donate money that way as well but no melina you didn't have to is much appreciated i will see you tomorrow when we're going to be looking at the championship bournemouth are back up yes well done bournemouth well done 10 minutes down the road on the bus brilliant um and fulham are back as well will they make a good fist of it this season and stay up they can't, they can't do a Norwich and a Watford. We've picked on them this season. I don't want to pick on Fulham next season. We will see. And who's coming up? Huddersfield or Forest? Who do you want up? Do you want a local derby? Or do you want to just say, we want to see Forest lose at Wembley? That's what I'm going for. Guys, thank you for, so much for watching. Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. Please give us a subscribe and hit that like button and notification bell. And if you are listening on Spotify, Google, Apple iTunes, Amazon, Podcast Addict, whatever your podcast platform is, we are all over the place. Um, it's great. Thank you so much for listening. 
Um, you have a good one too, Anthony. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, I'll see you guys at seven o'clock. I'm off to um, drop the kids off at the pool. I will see you tomorrow at seven. Stay safe and don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Goodbye. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.